0: Hello to you that's watching out there, and tell Helen and Charlie we miss you, and Charlie we know you out of time, but uh, help is on the way, just like the song, and uh, just like with the children, help is on the way, God is a very present help in a time of need. You know, when we think about uh, what Christmas What I dwell upon, I dwell upon every day of my life of the gift that was given to me. Christmas is about that gift, you know. It's nice if you have that you can give unto others, but what people need more than anything of this, you can give them in this world is the love that God put in your heart. That's what we need to be sharing today above everything else is the love of God. That it be shed abroad in our hearts, one to another. You know, uh, the message that I feel led to go with today, I've I've studied in two different Bibles, and uh, this message was given to me about, I don't know, nearly two months ago. God never did let me preach it. And, and uh, I wasn't studying this Bible, give it to me in this Bible. And I've been studying in doing all week. And uh, about four different messages he's given me there, but he let, wouldn't let me uh, go with none of them today. He's finally going to let me talk to you on this one. I think it's appropriate time to talk on it. Uh, and I have talked on it before. It's found in the book of Ecclesiastes, the very first chapter. Uh, so, if you want to turn there, uh, it's just right after the book of Proverbs. Hope you find it easier. Uh, chapter one, and it's talking about all his vanity. It really is in this world. Uh, The world is a hopeless, hopeless cause because of what has happened down through life. But God promises to make it all new, amen? And he's, he's going to fulfill his promise just like he fulfilled his promise to the Jews. You might wonder why the devil is so wanting to the hour that's coming up. Why he's so wanting to do what he's going to do because this is the only chance he has left to try to stop Jesus from coming. So he, he's going to try to deceive the Jews and deceive everybody And if he can deceive the Jews to the point that they had never turned to Christ, then Christ wouldn't come because he said he wouldn't come until they say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. But we know what's going to happen. Satan may not believe that. That's up to him whether he believes it or not, but I believe it. I believe the Word of God. I believe what it said in the Old Testament, and I believe what it says in the New Testament. Everything in this world, as it is, is vanity. We need to see it for what it is. Marty, ask God's blessing over the reading of the word. Amen. Amen. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities. Vanity of vanities. We're living in a world that is vain. It's a a sinful place. It's a sinful, sinful place because of sin entered into this world. But Jesus come to deliver us from living in this world. I may be here, but I don't live in this world no more. I live in Christ, and Christ lives in me. I live to do his will, not my will. My ways is not his ways, but his ways should be my ways. Amen? Because everything else is vanity. You can gain the whole world. What have you gained? If you lost your soul. Bible says better that you've never been born. So what it what what are we trying to find down here? He said, Vanity of vanity, says the preacher, Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit have a man of all his labor which he taketh under the sun? S U N, that's the sun in the sky. What profit is it? You know you get up you go out you work you come back you do your thing you go to bed you get up and you repeat it over and over and over and over again. Well what profit is that? The only thing you're laboring for is for your mouth. Amen? That you might be fed and feed others that's in your family. Other than that, everything else is in vain and laboring to help others. That's what you're supposed to be laboring for. You know, there was a cry made out to this church today for help for five children. Amen? Amen? Well, we're to take that to our heart. We're to take that to our heart. We're not laboring. We're not here laboring for the world no more. If we're born again, we're laboring to help people come out from among the world, that they can be saved and be a peculiar and a separate people. Right. It's okay if your family has kicked you out because you serve the Lord. Because God said, I didn't come to bring peace among you no way, hey, but rather division. And if you stand up for the Lord, you're going to stick out, amen, to the world. They say, well, that Caleb there said, I ain't going to invite him to no more parties. All he's going to do is kill the joy that we're having, yeah. But the joy they have in Caleb is only for season. The Bible says there's sin for season, and there's joy in that sin for season. But then what? It'll turn on you. It'll turn on you. It'll break you down. It'll destroy your life if you continue in sin. That's why he said come ye out from among the world and don't live in sin no longer because sin has no more dominion over you. You don't belong to sin anymore. You belong to God. So come out of the world. Don't worry if they run you down and put you down and talk about you and and cast out your name as evil. They're going to do that. They've done it to Jesus. They're going to do it to us. They're going to separate themselves from us. They don't want to be around us no more. But you just let your light shine. And every time you are around them, just keep telling them about Jesus. Amen? Maybe one day they'll listen. But you know, a lot of them won't. So you just as well to get over it probably not all of our loved ones is going to make it into heaven. All of our neighbors is going to make it in heaven. They probably won't. Because God says, I come to bring a division in the home. You either love me or stand for me or you hate me and you don't love me at all. So he says, make a choice. Sometime in your life, and I already have, And most of you, maybe all of you, I don't know. You're going to come to the end of the road one day. There's going to be two highways. The one that you're on is going to keep on going. It's broad and wide. It's led you in destruction. It's led you in despair. It's led you into heartache. It's led you into shame. It's led you in so many different ways that I never want to go back there, right? And praise God, I don't have to because <clears throat> I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I don't go back to my old life and the way I used to live because it was all in vain. My whole life had been in vain up to the point that I, I asked Jesus to come in my heart and my life and save me. we got to realize that the, the road that I chose at that day when I come... And the Lord says, You gotta make a decision. The preacher told me that day when he came and visited me and witnessed to him, he said, You gotta make a decision. You can either get on the straight and narrow path that Jesus is on and it leads to heaven. He said, Wouldn't you like to be there? And I said, Well, yeah. Or you can stay on the same road that you rode, road that you're on and it'll lead to destruction. Now the devil's always tempting us and telling us, oh, we got time, we got time, we got time, but you know what? There was a Holy Spirit of God that was there that day bearing witness to his word. It was condemning my heart for the life that I was living. God said, and that spirit told me, because God spoke through his spirit, it's time for you to make a choice. I was scared to death. Like the rest of you. Because I knew it, I couldn't live it. I was too sinful a man. And I told the preacher, I said, I can't live that kind of life. I'm too sinful a person. He said, I know you can't butch, but he can live it in you. you got to have faith in him. You've got to have trust in him. And that's what I'm trying to get through today. Now that you've chosen this straight and narrow way, don't back up. There's nothing back there. It's nothing worth going back to. I mean, it, it, it just leads to destruction. Sin in your life will bring you to an early grave. Did you know that? It will. It'll destroy you. But God has given me the power to overcome. We're more than overcomers through Christ who strengthened us, the Bible says. For greater things we can do than, than he has done. He said, and the reason he made a statement like that, he said, because I go to the Father. Look at how many people's lives Billy Graham touched while he was here around the world. He's done a far greater work for us getting to people and preaching the gospel than Jesus had ever had the opportunity to because of the day and hour that he lived in he was chosen to live in this time amen and now he's with God in heaven reaping all the benefits of the Lord he gave up his life many 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 years ago in order that he might live for the Lord and brother he fought a good fight he kept the course just like Paul said that he did and he knew what was laid up for him in heaven He knew what he was facing when death come. So Ecclesiastes is an eye-opener to help us. uh, Everything that we do under this sun is in vain. Unless we're doing it for the Lord. And if we're doing it for the glory of God. Because if we're doing it for the Lord and the glory of God, we're doing it under the S-O-N, the son, through the leadership of the son of man, which was God made flesh and dwelt among us. So the Sun in the sky and the son of man is two different things. He became the son of man, the first begotten of the dead in order that man and women and children could live. Amen? And have a more abundant life. Now he said... The earth abides forever. Say what, preacher? It abides forever. One generation passes away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. Right? The Bible says it does. The sun also, it arises. The sun goeth down and hasteth to the place where it arose. And the wind goeth toward the south and turneth about to the north, it whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to its circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. And so, you know, we, 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 can, we can see what's happening. We, we see that, you know, there's been storms, there's been trials, there's been tribulations. They've always been and they're going to be continually until Jesus comes. Amen. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it, all the things that's out here. That's before it's out here today. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. It ain't, is it? Try walking around all day with your eyes closed. That ain't going to work too good, is it? But when you're opened up and your eyes are open, when you look to the world, you're still not satisfied. You can have, get a new car or get a new bike or get a new house or get another mate if that's what you think you've got to have. But you're going to get tired of that mate too. And the other one because you're never satisfied. And as long as you're living in this world, you're never satisfied. So God said, come ye out from among the world where you can be satisfied. Amen? He said, I'll supply all your needs according to his riches in heaven. We are taught to live by faith. We are taught to depend on Christ and Christ alone. God never told me to depend on our president or our government or on anybody else. I don't care who gets in there. I'm still going to depend on God. No matter how good or how bad that they do, if they do good, I'm going to give God the praise for it. If they do bad, then the devil gets that. Amen? Because he's the father of sin. And, And people don't realize. They think that Being a Christian is one of the most dried up, awful lives there's ever been. What a lie. Hey, Kendall, ain't you the happiest you've ever been? How about you, Marty? How about you, Victor? And you ain't even been saved that long, but it's good, ain't it? Oh, he says it's very good. That's what it is. It used to be good in the world, but then it became a hindrance and a heartache. But now it's very good. And it's very good that we can sit under sound doctrine today that we can be fed and we can be encouraged. Amen? I'm not here to discourage nobody. I'm here to encourage you. Live for God. First seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness just look to him if you need something say Lord I need this he'll take care of it for you amen you don't have to go out here and and labor yourself to death to have anything God said I'll supply all your needs according to his riches in heaven he supplied mine these things that I wish I mean I wish I was out of debt but I'm not but God's supplying the payment, amen? And I shouldn't be in debt to start with. If I'd have trusted in God the way I should have, I wouldn't be in debt today, right? That's go, That goes along with the gospel. So I'm suffering <clears throat> for not doing what God would have me to do because I, my desires about things were greater than than the desires of God. Amen? And so we think about that. And so this scriptures help us to look at life and examine our life. Where is our life headed? And what direction is it taking us? Is it leading us unto righteousness or is it leading us to destruction? He says the choice is ours. So he tells us All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. For there is nothing new under the sun. The thing that hath been it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Not anything. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See... This is new. No. Because it's been already. It ain't new. They're discovering things all the time. And it's blowing their mind. Because they say, well, look, they was able to do this thousands and thousands of years ago. Hey, what you're doing has already been done. <clears throat> and man's still seeking. To do his will rather than God's. And there's no profit out of all his labor that he doeth under the S-U-N that shines in the sky. But us, as born-again children of God, we labor for the S-O-N, the Son of God. The Son of God is who we labor for. And we want to do his will because he wanted to do the Father's will. We want to do the Father's will. We want, to be, we want to do his perfect will. And his perfect will was to fulfill God's perfect will. And it should be our prophetic will is to fulfill the same will that Jesus had in his heart. Amen? And so he says, there is no remembrance. Of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall not come. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. And he said, I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. And this sore travail have God given to the sons of men to be exercised therewith." I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. I want to read to you what my Bible says in here. Ecclesiastes opens the statement that all of life is vanity, meaning emptiness, Think about it, worthlessness, and futility, so futile. So look at all the things that you're doing under the S-U-N where you should be doing for the S-O-N because both are two entirely different meanings. I don't live... For the S-U-N, it's hanging there. It's going to do its thing no matter what I do. Amen? I don't change it or anything else. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do and what I've been doing is live for the S-O-N. It says, following this gloomy introduction is a reflection on the endless mind-numbing cycles of life. We We work for rewards... Think about this, that we cannot enjoy. Old Ecclesiastes, he's tore up about that. He said, look at all I've gained under the sun. And who knows, when I die, some fool will probably end up with it. Amen? It was all vanity, he said. But what are we laboring for? I mean, we can lay up to give our children, and the Bible says we should give our children an inheritance. That's fine. But the greatest thing you can give their children is to love them through God's love. And then trust in the Lord that when you're gone, he's going to be there to protect them and take care of them. One generation dies, another generation follows The sun rises and sets. The wind blows this way and that. The river's empty into the sea again and again and again, yet it is never full. From the viewpoint of the writer, nothing is ever enough. That's what he's telling us. The labor that we do is never enough, Caleb. men, Joshua, he does most of the work now out there at the junkyard, but whatever we do, it's never enough. We, we even turn around and have to redo it again. And again and again sometimes. Sometimes old vehicle we think got fixed. It ain't fixed. We just thought it was fixed. It, it, it fooled us. Drove it down the road, it's doing fine. Drove it up the road, bam, same old thing. We just have got rid of a truck. It took Joshua for weeks to figure out what was wrong with it. Amen? And you know what? He tried to put a thing up on it to hold up some wires so it never happened again. But if it breaks again, it's going to do the same thing. Ain't it, Joshua? And this is a common problem with these vehicles. Common problem. And so the common problem was man, they're focused on the world, Rather than God. That's the common problem among men. Amen. Mankind today. If they would focus on the sun. Then they could lay up the S-O-N. They could lay up treasures in heaven. Alright. It says. <clears throat> Have you broken. Uh, well let's see. Have you broken any sad patterns in what people have done, doing of these generations? If so, how, why have you chosen a different path? Have you done anything that will last beyond your own life? Have you? Praise God, yes. I can say yes, because I live for him now. The good things that I do that lines up with the word of God, he says I'll be rewarded for that. I'll be blessed for that. Amen? That's the only thing that I can do down here under the S-U-N is to be be obedient to the S-O-N. Amen? The son of God. And then I'm laying up treasures in heaven. If you could leave behind any legacy for future generations, what would it be? I would say, Believe Jesus. Believe the Bible. Read the word of God. It don't lie. It'll lead you to powers of righteousness for his namesake. What motivates you to continue your daily patterns at work and home? What motivates you? Well, you got to, uh, these things you got to take care of. We know that. But uh, we trust in ourselves too much rather than trusting in God, don't we? Amen. Charles, what motivates you to break patterns? What rewards do you seek? Will they last or will they fade away in a day, in a week, or a few years' time? And what ways could you focus more on heavenly treasures than earthly treasures? Amen. That's what we need to be looking at today. How can we focus more on the Lord? On this right here. We need to focus more on this. Some people go up there and they pick up a book over here. They'll read a novel and they read this and that. How about reading the Word of God, amen? Because every time you pick it up and read it, there's something new in there for you. It don't get old. You know, sometimes you watch the same movie and you watch it again and you watch it again because you really like it. You like that movie, you watch it. But after a while, it starts getting old. This ain't that way. God's word don't get old. It just renews you. And it uh, blesses you with spiritual wisdom and knowledge. So we're to seek more of the godly relationship that he has given us. He said, that which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. So all the things that I want, I can't put a number on them, can you? I mean, you want this, and you want that, and I want this, and I want that, but more than anything, I want Jesus to remain in my heart. More than anything else, I want to go to heaven. And I don't want to do nothing to jeopardize that. I commune, the preacher said, with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate. Here is a man that was filthy rich. I mean filthy rich. I've come to great estate and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great expectations of wisdom and knowledge, And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly and perceived that this is also vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief. The more you know, the more they expect out of you. Amen. And they're going to beat you down. They're going to beat you down. And when others can't do their job, they're going to make you go over there and do it because they know you're able and, and them, they ain't. And so it's just bringing more grief and more heartache. When you get a boss man's job, they ask everything of you, don't they? I was waiting for Marty to say yep and Terry to say yep. They expect everything from you. You're supposed to be able to fix any situation or any troublemakers or anything that's going on in that business because they hired you to be the boss. But you're not perfect, are you? And then when it don't go well, who do they come to? You guys. Y'all have to carry the burden and the load. It's all put on you. But Jesus said, I come that you wouldn't have a heavy burden, you wouldn't have a heavy load. He says, take my yoke upon you, for it's easy to bear, compared to the world. It's easy to bear. Uh, One way to begin to approach this book is to read It as a contrast between two very different outlooks of life. One of them acknowledges God and the other does not. So we should do the things that acknowledge the Lord. Pursuing a relationship with the Lord is to live. Listen. From the hand of God. We're to live from his hand. We're to live from his hand. <clears throat> when Moses led the children that was in bondage through the Red Sea, and God parted the sea and he well led them through the wilderness, who provided for them? God did. He 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 <clears throat> rained manna down out of the sky. He sent quails unto them to feast upon them. And he said their shoes and their garments never wore out. Why? Because God was there protecting his own. And God wants you to have guess it Kimberly. We have the first Noel that's ever been here. This is our first Noel. Noel Doss. And uh We're so glad she's been born, have a new member here at the church. But you know what? God wants us to be completely dependent upon him as that child is his mom and daddy. That's how he wants us to live. You see, because things, when they start getting bad around you, you ain't supposed to worry about those things because you're in God's hands. Who does he care about? You. That's the answer. He cares about all of you. He cares about me. And he will take care of us. So we learn to live by faith. And when everything is crushing down around us, we can still stand tall and still stand with a smile on our face and glorify God. And people say, how can you do that when everything is falling apart? I'll just say everything ain't falling apart. My Jesus is in control of everything. Amen. And if you're falling apart, you need to turn to him. Amen? Amen. You need to turn to him. I'm about through. Uh, pursuing the relationship with the Lord is to live from the hand of God, which leads to what? Joy and harmony. Failing to honor God, on the other hand, is to live under the S-U-N. Under that, the sun is in the sky upon the earth and under heaven. This existence is filled with pain, toll, disillusionment, and sadness. Ain't it, though? It really is. We see how people treat one another. Well, what can we do to help situation? You see, we look at it different. We don't just say, oh, I hate that, and never do nothing about it. We try to, we try to do something about it. We're separate and peculiar. We're not like the world. You know, the people will leave... You broke down in the ditch or, or laying on the side of the road. But a child of God won't do that. He says it will lead to pain, toll, disillusionment, and sadness. These contrast ways of life reflect the experience of Adam and Eve before the fall, after the before and after the fall. Originally all the creation was good. And man and woman felt no shame, but after the first couple's rebellion, history was filled with pain and toll, and murder and rampant evil, drunkenness, shame, curses, worldwide confusion. The world that God had desired for the good, that humankind became evil and destructive. Gentiles and Ecclesiastes both emphasize the chisholm between God, that means the division between what God intended for us and what we actually experience, experience as a result of sin. We cannot escape this fallen world, but we face a daily choice of acknowledging God or going it alone. What about it? some things to remember as we make our choice that we need to remember. Are you going to just try to get by and make it without God? Well, you ain't going to get by, and you ain't going to make it without God. It's a simple reminder. It's Christmas time. We're here to glorify the birth of the S-O-N, the Son of God. We're here to to glorify his name, Jesus, Yeshua, the first and last, the beginning and the end. We're here to glorify him today. And God just wants you to be completely dependent upon him. Amen. I would be hurt. If my children were suffering, if they didn't come to me and ask for help, it would hurt me. Because I love them. I want to help them. That's who God is. If you are let him be, he wants to help you. He wants to make a difference in your life. And the greatest life I've ever known is a life with Christ my Lord. That's the greatest life at all, ain't it, Randall? Even Carl tell you that, won't you, Carl? Amen. It's nothing like living with the Savior. And I'm glad he lives in me, and I pray that he lives in all of you. Let us stand. Ask Kendall to come back. If you want to come to this altar, you just mind the Lord. Do what God would have you to do. Uh, she'll give a song of invitation while she's doing that. You just want to come and pray and thank the Lord for the Father, for his Son, Jesus, and whatever might be upon your heart. And if you hear you've never received Christ, well, we're here for you to help lead you to it. We can't save you, but we know who can. Amen. Just be obedient to the Lord. The sad thing is that the Bible says it's. There's a way that seems right under the man, but the end of that feeling is destruction. See, we don't want to see nobody destroyed. We don't hate. God lives in you. You don't hate. may hate sin, You may hate what it does, They'll I do, no but I don't the hate mankind, I love mankind, God loves mankind, even God hates sin, that's why he's going to put it into to it, he will put an end to it, world, so put end to it one home day, home. <coughs> I just don't want him to put it into to it me, I want to keep on, to on living for the king, amen, I want to live for him. It's all about living. It's all about trusting in God. Has come to heal their sorrows. And He's come to love. Is there room in your heart? Pray with them. Is there room in your heart? You know that's a big question. glad well, I made room in my heart. He went to the Holy Spirit he showed me what God could do in my life. I just took him at his word. I believed it was counted under me for righteousness when I believed the word of God, when I believed the Holy Spirit and when he knocked upon my heart's door, Jesus come in. He'll come in you. You'll believe and trust in him. Jesus, we thank you. It's been a good day. All days are, are good days because you have given them unto us. May we continue to live this day and our lives. Glorify you, which are in heaven, as we are here on this earth. But we sit in heavenly places with you today, Lord, because you live within our hearts and we live within you, Lord. So God, pray for us your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Help us to love one another, forgive one another, and God lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy name's sake we pray, and all these things we ask in Jesus' name.